Hello, welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. I am Susie Parker Goins. I am a channel, which means I am able to talk to your to your guides, help you establish a relationship with them so that you can work with them on your own. I'm an energy healer, which means I do Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, and I also have the ability to scan your body to identify blockages and help you shift energy so you can release various issues that are holding you back. And I also am a past life healer and explorer. I help you resolve these things where you look at your past life and then you can find out what the lesson was, the wisdom and integrate it in, therefore also releasing more blockages and again, helping you navigate through life. I do these podcasts twice a week. Today is Thursday, so we're going to talk about my thoughts on a particular topic that relates to my Monday meditation. I do about a 20-minute meditation on Mondays on various topics. This week's is self-forgiveness. Um, so, yeah. Oh, and the best way to contact me is through my email at suzypgoins at gmail.com. So that would be S-U-S-Y-P-G-O-I-N-S at gmail.com. I'm available for phone co consultations and for video conferencing. I have special pricing that happens depending on what's going on. So right now for pandemic pricing, it's different than what my typical fees are, but please email is the best way to contact me and to get current pricing and to set up an appointment so we can work together. All right. So Thursday, uh, this week's meditation was on self-forgiveness. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, it's a hot button topic. Uh, one would think that me claiming to be a spiritual person means that I am free from anger and judgment and grudges and, well, um, being a spiritual person means that I am aware of these things in my heart and I face them. I strive to resolve them. And it seems that whoever, that whenever I think I have tackled an issue, another issue comes up or is uncovered, kind of like an archaeological dig or <laughs> or even decluttering my house. Oh, look, there that thing is. <laughs> it's like layer upon layer of this life, past lives, and potentially future lives are being uncovered. Like I said, Monday's meditation was on self-forgiveness. And as I stated in that intro, forgiveness can be a hot-button topic. I mean, what is forgiveness? Who gets forgiven? And why forgive? Forgiveness means different things to different people. Some people of faith believe their higher power is the only one who forgives them. They trudge through life with the weight of the sins on their souls, and they are beaten down about how sinful they are. Their self-worth is, well, frankly, shot over all this sinning going on. And then they find the Lord and all their sins are forgiven. Uh, I grew up Catholic and I remember going to confession a lot, like once a week. I went to a parochial school. That's a Catholic school. 
So we had uniforms and weekly mass and nuns, the whole shebang. Now, I was a good kid. I took the teachings of the church pretty seriously, and I really tried not to sin, whatever that means to a seven-year-old. And there was once in confession, I remember being in confession in like, I guess it was third grade, and I didn't have anything to confess. So I lied. <laughs> and I included lying in my confession. I also included swearing and a soupçon, a coveting. I got a short lecture from the priest on the use of GD. And that's goddamn in priest speak. And then I got my penance, you know, Hail Marys and promise to not to sin no more. Yeah, well, I promise this will not become a diatribe against organized religion. If you're listening to my podcasts, I would hope that you have an open mind, an open mind enough to draw your own conclusions. Think for yourself. Anyway, confession is a is an exercise in forgiveness. That's from an external source, the priest, God, whoever else, but not yourself. Another kind of more recent example was I was in a consciousness raising retreat, kind of recent, and I said I couldn't afford it, and the facilitator cut me a deal so I could. Well, sweet Baby Jesus, it seemed, let all hell broke loose on that final day. We were cleaning up. I got tired. I took a break. I sat on the porch with a lemonade. And I got yelled at. I got yelled at that day and another day soon after. So I listened. And I was assigned the homework of calling each participant and apologizing. See, now I look back on that and think, what the hell? Anyway, I started the exercise of calling people, and, and a few of the people I talked to said that they weren't offended. I hadn't done anything to bother them, nor had I sinned against them in any way. One I was able to talk to, to the point of getting her to understand what my perspective was. So still in that situation, I was looking for an external source of forgiveness. In both of these ex instances, it was not a case of being external, but really for nothing. Later in life, I find that there are ideas, standards, outside influences that I am more aware of. I don't take them on. Woohoo! Yay me! And there are all these memes now about how if you don't gain something that's not weight, but if you gain a skill or learn to do a craft or spend a crazy amount of time making time-consuming meals or build a house or whatever, that you're some sort of slob, that you're lacking in some way. <laughs> really? I mean, that is taking on another person's expectation or standard and not their resources. And then you beat yourself up about not meeting that standard or having that resource. Stop it. Just cut it out. Honestly, there's not going to be a quiz on what you got done during self-isolation. I mean, here is a chance to forgive yourself. 
we are all doing the best we can right now with what we have. There is forgiveness to be had, but I realize it's to forgive myself. I don't need to beg forgiveness from another person. I get to give myself that forgiveness. So, what is forgiveness? Oh, I'm not even, oh, I am doing this right. Okay, so what is forgiveness? Well, I love the definition that the University of Berkeley, um, the University of California at Berkeley has through their magazine called Greater Good Magazine. Quote, psychologists generally define forgiveness as a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings of resentment or vengeance toward a person or a group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve your forgiveness, unquote. But this next part is my favorite. And again, I quote, forgiveness does not mean forgetting, nor does it mean condoning or excusing offenses. All right, cool. For all of my time exploring forgiveness, I have felt that last sentence, not condoning or excusing offenses, was the thought, the flaw in my thinking. I thought I was wrong. <laughs> I get to forgive myself for that now. <laughs> and I see for self-forgiveness as reclaiming your power or your energy from another person. Example. So... Someone stole your parking space. You're angry, and you carry that anger around with you most of the day. That person's inconsideration has wrecked your day. You've given over a piece of your personal power to this person. You are so focused on them and their inconsideration for you. You have given them your power. They have power over you. That's not an optimum way of being. If you take a moment to reclaim that power from them and say, whatever, you bring that energy back to yourself. You've forgiven them. Well, maybe what they did wasn't nice, but you regain your ability to go through your day with your energy intact, with your sanity intact. So, Okay, that's a parking space. What about bigger issues, the bigger stuff? Excellent question. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what is a bigger issue which you can forgive. That's your perspective that counts to you. I can relate a bigger issue for me. Cancer. I'm not saying this to, to give you guilt about anything. I'm not asking to take your power over this. This is my point of reference. So, background here. My mom died from colon cancer when I was 13. She was 47. Ten years later, my older sister Shirley died from breast cancer. I was 23 and she was 27. I spent years identifying as the kid whose mother had died seems 
I, I could have enjoyed the special recognition my sisters and I got for being one of the Parker girls. Everybody knew what that meant. It continues today with the people I grew up with. I grew up with. They still see me as one of the Parker girls. Oh, I've spent a long time, years, working through all that. I've forgiven my mom and Shirley for dying too soon, I think. Hmm. I think I may have finally said whatever to the unthinking nun who told me at my mother's funeral that it was good not to cry, that I needed to be a strong soldier. Now, while I still relished the fact that she had a mustache and that no one liked her, that's not forgiveness. So, I have taken my power back from her. I have reclaimed my energy from Sister Mary Catherine. So now, we flash forward to me being 51. A few months of unpleasantness. I was, I was bedridden. And I, then I was diagnosed with this, with, get this, colon and breast cancer, both of them. And then I had three primary sites, which means it hadn't metastasized. I spent 17 months in treatment. And no, I'm not going to talk about the validity of one cancer treatment over another. That's all in the past. As of this recording, I am eight years clear, and I intend to stay that way. I've got another recording about setting intention and another recording about cord cutting, so you can check the library for that. Anyway, my three kids were approximately the same age as two of my sisters and I were at the time my mom was sick and died. <sighs> I saw all kinds of monsters on the hospital walls during my initial hospital stay. I can empathize with my kids. They were having to deal with their mother being catastrophically ill. Everybody was wondering, would I survive? During that time, I set my whole being to the task to the goal of changing the outcome of this story. I would survive. And I did. Man, I am changed. Physically, emotionally, psychologically. But I am still here. I still have forgiveness to give. Yeah, give it. I forgive myself for getting sick. I saw the greater purpose of it. I had to change the end of the story. I had to heal my family. I even had to go through it to satisfy part of my soul's purpose. I have grown in so many ways. Compassion, spiritual insight, my channeling rocks. <laughs> I am open to enjoy so much more. I don't waste too much time on petty stuff. I learned to ask for help. And I learned that some people will help. Others won't. 
or can't, and others will run away scared. I understand that. I think that's compassion. Forgiving myself for getting sick, that's the question. Reclaiming my power, reclaiming myself, that's the goal. I think I have. I now use my experience as a teaching tool, a story to explain different lessons. I I don't tell it to gain sympathy or to make anybody cry. I tell it to show that I am still here, that I am kicking and laughing and swearing, doing the things I can to make the world a better place. And yeah, in many ways I am much better than I was. There are deep, deep issues far too many people have faced when it comes up to, when it comes to forgiveness, events and relationships that require professional help and possibly years of it. I don't claim to have the answers that will magically fix or heal you. I ask you to look at yourself. I mean, really look at yourself with love and compassion. Honor the life you have lived. See your humanity. Accept some of the consequences of some of your actions. Realize that not everything was your fault. No, fault is a blaming word. Someone tells you it was your fault. No, it wasn't your fault. You are not to blame for it. And you can heal from it. Self-forgiveness is the first big step. So until next time, blessings.